tell you something. I'm from Buenos Aires, and I say kill them all! Hey everybody, welcome. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Andrew. Today we're going to be talking about Starship Troopers, the reason the film exists, and why it's not the movie you think it is. So grab your popcorn and Reese's Pieces, and let's break it down on the Post-Credit Podcast. Okay, okay, I didn't think of it that way. I should have thought of it that way. But okay, so we're talking six characters here at this point. You know, because you got them playing themselves naturally, therefore, you know, tries to change it but they end up playing who they really are yeah, it's nicholas Plus, plage nicholas cage playing tom cruise playing sean archer yeah. and sean archer or i mean john travolta playing nicholas cage playing castor troy right right right, yeah. right well i mean and and yeah you know as far as you know the acting stuff that you were talking about you know you, you get cast for those types of roles um and that's what led Casper Van Dien to get uh, cast as the main lead in uh, the movie we're talking about today. Um, today it's uh, Starship Troopers. Um, it was directed by uh, Paul Verhoeven. Um, written by uh, the, the, the guy who did the, the screenplay was Edward Neumeyer, but it's it's uh, adapted from a book by uh, Robert, a. Hein, uh, Robert A. Heinlein. It was a book called Starship Troopers written back in the 50s, I believe, something like that. It's a very pro-military, pro-America type of book. It, there was no kind of joke or cheesiness to it. It was, I mean, this guy was full on, you and know. You're talking about the book, right? Yeah, the author of the book. He was full on gung-ho for the military and militarism and all this kind of stuff. So what they did with this book, <clears throat> they wanted to make a movie that was kind of like this with bugs and everything. Um, but they didn't think that the Starship Troopers book was available to license, so they had to kind of make their own story. But once they found out that it was available to license, then they, they bought the rights to it and um, <clears throat> made this movie. And this was made in 1997. It was made a year after uh, Independence Day came out. Um, and then there were some other movies it, that came out that year, uh, either the year before or the same year, like for the Fifth Element and everything. So people yeah. were getting into the sci-fi. So well, it was a sur- it was a surge of, of sci-fi because I mean every decade you have a surge of sci-fi. Your face it, is a surge of well, sci-fi. Yeah, but um, no, but every, every decade you really have a surge of of sci-fi movies coming out. You know, like during the eighties. You know, I mean you had the the aliens and then the RoboCops Total and, Recall and Total Recall and all that other stuff that you know that that was that surge of the eighties which you know usually does really good and they come out with some really good ones. I truly believe, you know, two thousand, you know, in the two thousands and the next century, you know, and everything that that it was really a bad. Uh, they they really haven't come out with anything good so far as far as you know. Now that I did hear they are going to be remaking Dune. Or if they might have, actually, I think they have already finished. I mean, they, they did. They, there's, uh, it's already in production. I can't remember uh, who who it is. Is it Scott Eastwood that's playing them? Not not Scott Eastwood. Who, um, what is it? I'm trying to think of it. Uh, oh yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Um, right. So right, he's right. he's playing the uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet. He's playing the Paul uh, a role in Dune. Right, right, and and you know that that was you know that that was a great, great, great movie, and they they if they want to remake it, which it would be great because I'm saying great a lot, but you know it would be, it'd be pretty awesome because you know Dune was such a ahead of its time novel, then made into a movie back what in the 70s or late 70s, 80s, the original Dune, yeah. 
Uh, it was 80, yeah, 84. 84. Okay. Yeah, so when, when that came out, you know, that was that was just outstanding. I mean, for, for it was ahead of its time. It Listen really to this was. cast, though. Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, Dave Bautista, uh-huh. Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Oscar yep. Isaac, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bardem. This this cast is amazing. I, 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 We're going to get into a Dune discussion we here. Have to. But. But, but we have to, you know, I feel that, you know, Sometimes that works, you know, throwing all these big name character, you know, big name actors um, into into a film like this, Mm -hmm. you know, a remake like this. You know, they they tried it with uh, Total Recall when they did it with uh, Kate Beckinsale, Colin, Colin Farrell. And uh, who who was who else was in it? Uh, You said Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Yeah. She was in it. And then uh, Colin Farrell and um, Jessica Biel. Yes. And see, that's where it kind of didn't do so good because they said, okay, let's throw these big name, these three big name actors into this film. Well, to they this never remake. went to Mars. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Isn't that, that's part of the that main, the, that's the linchpin story. That's the darn linchpin, man. Come on now. Oh, I get them. They're trying to do that. Well, I mean, speaking of, 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 um, total recall, uh, Starship Troopers is considered the the third and last movie in Paul Ber- uh, Paul Verhoeven's uh, cheesy uh, sci-fi action movie trilogy. Uh, started first with RoboCop uh, in the '80s, and then continued on with um, Oh Total Recall. Total Recall, and yeah. uh, uh, I believe that was 1990 that was made. And then there's uh, Starship Troopers. These these all follow uh, a kind of formula that uh, Paul Paul Verhoeven um, kind of established with having it uh, be kind of it's it's an action movie, but I mean it goes overboard on the violence, the sex, and uh, it's the blood gore and all that fun stuff. And it's made that way to kind of parody certain things. So like RoboCop, you know, it was it was kind of like a, a social parody on on uh you know different ways that 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 happened between you know uh civil government and corporations you know you had OCP they had bought basically they ran the police force you had a private company company uh doing the police force they had their news reports and their commercials and of some all of the same actors too if you, if, you, if you notice you know from what's his name from RoboCop the, the one of the main bad guys right uh, the guy who plays Red, yes, in that seventy. No, show. no, no, no. The, the isn't it the same guy that plays, you know, their teacher, and then he moves on to be in. Oh, you're talking about Michael Ironside? Yeah. Uh, no, no, he's not in RoboCop. We we had this discussion the other day too. Remember? Right. And you were like, I keep thinking that that guy is the one from RoboCop. They, they're all bald, like right on top. Yeah. You know, have you noticed both of them are bald? You yeah, know, they got and, a kind of a sensibility, and they got that certain haircut where they're bald on top, but not around the yeah. back and the side and everything. Um. But that was a Kurtwood Smith, um, okay, and RoboCop, okay, okay. and he played Red, Red on that uh, seventy show. 70 show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you also had like a doctor from ER. He was in there, um, and a couple extras that you see in some of these eighties and nineties movies that are that are in that that movie. But today we're talking about Starship Troopers. Well, can I make a point about that? Sure. You know, we're, we're talking about with the director. You know, he did uh, Total Recall, right? One thing I, I noticed when I was watching Star Troop. Starship Troopers for probably like the eighth, tenth time I've ever seen it, you know, since back in 96 when right. I was like 16 years old. But when when he gets his brain sucked out at the end, near the end, right, the guy gets his brain sucked out. Oh, Did uh, you notice? Muldoon or Muldoon. Yeah. Uh, what was his, I can't remember his name. Kind of uh, yeah, Patrick Muldoon. Yeah, but when if you noticed, because I was watching it, and the way the the the... 
the art director or the you know the guy that created the CGI for it, or I mean, it probably wasn't CGI. The, the body looked a okay. lot like Total Recall. Total Recall, right? right? Holy right. crap! That's weird that you said that yes. because just we, we we've just finished watching it like 15 minutes ago or for something. That umpteenth time, right? But I was it, with that same thing crossed my mind as they were sucking his brain out, and then it cut to the um, fake head. It looked like used. Arnold, right? Or the girl Arnold. Right. Yeah, and I think he probably used the same, uh, you know, graphics or um, um, what do you call it? Practical effects. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the people that did the practical effects are the same because that, that lifeless body or, or lifeless head with the eyes rolling up yep. and the cheeks looking yep. sunk yep. in and everything like that, mouth wide open, it looked a lot like... When you know the atmosphere was let out on yes. Mars and Total Recall, but and all I mean, that. not not that that's a bad thing because again, you know, it's the the time period. The CGI in this movie was a lot better than the CGI in Total Recall, obviously, you know. But but it was just it's the the technical effects and everything. I, I love the way that they carried on. It's just like. Uh, What's his name that does the Evil Dead? Uh, Raimi? Yeah, Sam Raimi. Yeah, Sam Raimi. If you, you can always spot a Sam Raimi film, mm-hmm. you know, and then with with Starship Troopers, directing style, right, right, in that same directing style. But I mean, what's great about Starship Troopers? Uh, you know, I'm going to say starting off when it comes down to it. Well, you've already given a huge spoiler that okay, his name well, dies and gets his brain sucked out hey, at the end. We, we don't care about spoilers <laughs> here. So no, but you know, basically, what I'm going to say first off with this movie was what's great about it is that that you could tell they purposely made fun of themselves you know i mean the the acting the in, in general and everything else like that it, it was it was tend to be you know a corny cheesy joke of a uh, of a movie i'm sure that they didn't say oh this is going to be a garbage movie i mean and it, in all reality it really wasn't a garbage movie because i mean this is one of the movies that we grew up with you right. know and, and and at the time the special effects and everything else you were just like wow this is awesome Mm-hmm. This is an awesome thing, but you know you can tell that they try they did try to put a little bit of cheesiness in it. Well, and it's 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 a thing where you know it, it got hammered by reviewers when yeah. it first came out. Um, I don't think it made a lot of its money back, if any at all. Uh, I, I think it made a little bit because, like I said, you know people were coming off of uh, Independence Day and yeah. different movies like that, sci-fi movies like that, um, and so. The, the studio actually gave him a lot of money to get this done, and he used it. I mean, yeah. the whole thing wasn't done cheese. It wasn't done cheaply. It wasn't done cheesily. Um, he did the special effects. I mean, the, the special effects were done amazing. Um, and I think that the, the company that they used actually had to rush some things, and they actually, I believe, brought in Industrial Light and Magic to finish it off and, and everything but i mean you know money well spent the graphics look great for it but what this is like a lot of paul Ber- uh, verhoven's uh, movies um it, it's a political commentary so it's meant to be as cheesy as you as you think it is and and for the people that that kind of you know uh tore it down when it first came out with reviews yeah. and everything they obviously didn't understand it um and i don't think a lot of people involved in it understood it um in fact i think paul verhoven was probably the only one that knew how it was going to end up as the end product um well i wonder how closely they got to the actual um writer of the story you know in his book you know in the 50s i mean if you could tell that you know a lot of these uh they had a lot of like commercialness to the to the movie you know like like i always you know back in the day when you're you're you know from what i seen and heard when you're watching a movie at a movie theater you know before the movie actually plays 
they had advertisement for the war, you know, donate right. me- donate medals and donate, you know, this and that and, and you know, buy sign- bonds, buy bonds and every, sign- every bond bought as a bullet in your best guy's right, gun. Right. And, and and then, you know, they all join, you know, join join the military, whatnot, you know, but that's basically what a lot of this was. I mean, it was just a lot of cuts to these these uh commercial like segments you know and and it even had some of the main characters in it so it was like you know you're kind of wondering if they got paid for commercials and for the movie or something yeah yeah so like the the basic basic premise of the movie is uh bugs attack bugs from a different planet to bug species from a different planet attacks earth uh destroys you know a whole population on earth and uh then you know humans go after it and 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 fight the bugs so that's the very very brief you know that's what it is that's an action movie and if you want to sit down and watch it that's what you're going to get and you're going to see kind of uh, well you're going to see a lot of cheese in it a lot of corniness a lot of thumbs up hey good job type type of uh of acting in there but it's all intentional um, you were talking about differences. We'll go over the uh, the cast real quick. Well, let, let's let's make a point with this first. Um, you know, a lot of people might be like, you know, a lot of our listeners or whatever might be saying, "Hey, why are they doing a Starships uh, Troopers uh, podcast episode?" And, because you know, I love this movie. Yeah, well, that a little bit of that, and and I mean, for me, it's it's very it brings me back to good times and all that other stuff. My 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 movie watching and and Your you know formative it, youth. It, it's such an experience you know but but you know we're we're just basically we're doing this this episode because you know we feel like no movie should be too small or too zany or too uh too crazy or you know too low budget that we won't we won't hit up you know what i mean or misunderstood and yeah, like this movie absolutely. this movie is very very it's one of the most un, uh misunderstood movies in hollywood history yeah um, and, and yes, I'll make that statement. It's one of the most uh, under or under, misunderstood movie in, in Hollywood uh, history because um, you know if you read some of the reviews when it first came out, you could tell they completely didn't understand. And a lot of people didn't understand. I give them that because I thought the same thing when it first came out. This is a cheesy action movie. But as you get older and you look at it and you understand what's going on, then you kind of understand the movie better. So after that, uh, that little brief premise of what the movie is about let's go through the cast here um this movie uh it has um a lot of unknown at the times that were were um cast and or i I should say relatively unknown uh at the time and a couple you know veterans to to uh kind of spice it up a bit we have a cast everyone would be considered a veteran at this point that's right i mean 20 years after the or what no 30 years (laughs) after the movie pretty much they are now uh yeah this is what 23 years after uh 23 years ago this movie came out crazy i know um you have casper van dien uh he plays uh johnny rico casper van dien was known for one other thing and that was tarzan um, and that's the only thing that this movie and Tarzan was really, I mean, he's done a lot, but you know, this is, those are the, the two biggest ones that he had. And most people didn't even know that he did Tarzan or that there was a Tarzan movie with him in it. Um, Dinah Meyer or Dina Meyer. We, we're not sure. Um, plays, Dinah. plays, uh, Dizzy Flores. Um, that character in the book actually was, um, there was a girl who liked Johnny, I believe. And then there was a friend of his who was a guy. 
and they merge those two characters together. And so this guy that was his friend is now this girl, Dizzy Flores, who's, you know, in love with him and all this kind of stuff. Which which I, I have to say this uh, before we go on here. Um, I, I thought she did great. I thought she was one of the only good ones as far as acting goes in the film. Yeah. Yep, she did a she did a, a good job for what this was. Um, Denise Richards was also in it. She played um, Johnny Rico's the main character's girlfriend or love interest. Uh, Jake Busey, um, the uh, basically a large set of teeth acting in this movie because that's the son all I of see. Gary Busey, right. mind you. Yeah, the son son of uh, Gary Busey plays uh, a soldier that uh, the main character meets and befriends and fights with. Neil Patrick Harris, also known as Doogie House Hauser, also known as Barney Stinson. Uh, he plays in this as Carl Jenkins. Um, also also one of the the other great uh, great uh, well, no, I take that back. Now that I think about it, he was actually pretty horrible in this movie. But generally speaking, he does really, really good in most most everything. I, I can't remember a bad thing except for this movie. Yeah, what what, what were you what you're gonna hear us say is is this person uh, they all did a terrible job. That's yeah. on purpose, and we'll explain that more in a minute. Yeah. But um uh, you also had Seth Gillum. Uh, or Seth Gilliam, he, uh, who also plays Father Gabriel in The Walking Dead. Yeah. He plays another soldier. Patrick Muldoon uh, uh, of uh, Melrose Place, uh, circa the 90s. You skipped version. over uh, Clancy Brown. I, I'm going to come back to oh, that. Okay. But but these are like the young cast that, that, that's right. kind of cast and stuff. Right, right, right. Okay, and then after that, we, you know, we, a bunch of other uh, <laughs> actors. But, I mean, you got your two... two character actors in this that are are two of my favorite character actors ever i'm right Um, there with you on that and you got clancy uh, clancy brown uh he he plays the voice of uh of mr krabs and spongebob uh he was also the uh the main guard in shawshank redemption yes um did an amazing job in that movie um and then you also have michael ironside uh in this movie great actor great actor has got to be in the top five, ten best character actors of all time, um, he's just a legend. Yeah, because he was he was in um, Total Recall, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. He played he played the, uh, pretty much kind of the main villain, not the main main villain, but yeah. like the 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 main uh, task task doer. Yeah, but he he actually was one of um, he he's such, he's a veteran, and he's just I mean he he's never been like the the lead role type actor, you know, but he's one of these classically, you know, side characters. You right. know what I mean? That, character that, actor. Yeah, he's yeah. a character actor, but I mean, he's he's never the the main star, but in his own, you know, it just it just shows that you know he does such a good good job. Um, because you know what's funny is that he was actually in Karate Kid, uh, uh, the next Karate Kid. The as next, the bad guy, uh, with, as with, the bad yeah, guy with Hillary Swank, which, that's right. Which is crazy because I've seen both those movies uh, recently, and and it was like, wait a minute, did I do that on purpose? Or you know, I find myself where I'm like, get paranoid to the fact where I'm like, wait a minute, this guy's in this movie that I just watched this movie right before <laughs> this one. Did I do that on purpose subconsciously? You know, I, I mean, think you just don't realize how many movies that a lot of actors do. I mean, you have some that have you know done a hundred roles in yeah. their uh, their time and you have others that have done like 700 roles yeah. in their time so do you want to hear a, a weird fact about this movie sure well the the character that plays dizzy flores dina meyer she got with the director and the uh I, I believe it was the uh the production director or something but the main director and then she pretty much dared him to have that shower scene with her with all the girls and the guys and in uh for the uh you know during the 
uh, boot camp or what it, what, whatever it was, you know, uh, she dared him. And then right before that, just to make people more comfortable being I had naked, heard that the director they did, did a fashion show where they basically were walking back and forth like naked, which to me it kind of seems a little bit more pornog- uh, um, pornographic pornographic than anything else. But, yeah. you know, it, it, apparently it was, a, it was a dare. It was something that, that Dina or Dinah Myers actually uh, dared the director to do. Well, I know I had heard that the director did strip down to make them feel more comfortable right. to do it and all that kind of stuff. Um, as we said, it's, it's a very adult movie. It's, it's very... Um, you know, lots of violence, um, lots of nudity, all that kind of stuff in it. Um, <clears throat> but it's it's meant to be in, uh, uh, you know, it's this overtly uh, beautiful and overtly violent type of world. Um, in the year 2197, by 20, the way. In 219, in the distant future. Um, the point of this movie um is kind of is is to satirize uh uh you know militarism and and to be more specific uh to to satirize uh jingoism uh, have you ever heard of this word no this is a this is a word that i learned while researching this movie jingoism uh is extreme patriotism especially in the form of aggressive or warlike foreign policy See, you see, that's kind of one of those words that when you say it out loud, it doesn't really make sense for the actual description of the word or the definition of the word. Like Djangoism, nobody would think that what you just not said. Jang, not Djangoism, like Django Unchained, oh, but Jingo. That's a good movie, too. That was a good movie. Um, so, so basically, the point of this movie is to satirize that, that, that Jingoism. Um, so you have uh, what? What did the uniforms look like? They were gray the on gray on gray. Yeah, but what? What other uh, army in the past had had uniforms the that looked a lot? The like Nazis, this? right? And especially the uh, the games and theory people, um, um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris's yeah. the people, the yeah. the intelligence. They have the very Gestapo looking with the coats uniforms and the, and with the, the long and the leather boots. trench coats yeah. and the, the the hats and everything like that. Um, so basically what this movie is is about is just is making fun of and and kind of shining on a, a light not really shining a light on the the, the horrific things of fascism um, but to seduce you into it if that makes sense so yeah the movie obviously when you're watching the movie you're rooting for the main characters who are all from Buenos Aires, by the way, in South America, and they are all very white. Can kids. I say something on that? Blonde hair, blue yeah. eye, Aryan-looking uh, kids. Um, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, I guess apparently they asked Casper uh, Van Dien about that, and what he had said was that um, basically he suggested that like the character was a descendant of exiled Germans. Because if you if you if you know a little bit of history, a lot of uh, Germans escaping Americans and the Allied forces, so they wouldn't be caught and killed, you know, put in prison and everything. A lot of them escaped down in Argentina, down in you know South South America, you know that kind of thing, and right. and, and they they uh, um, escaped down there. To escape from from the stuff, and, th- and that's what he he literally just basically was saying. What to escape from being prosecuted for Pro- war crimes? It, absolutely, stuff. yes, yes. And so that's what he was saying. That that's what these people were descendants yeah. of Germans. It's funny that Casper Van Dien can talk about that now because it's <laughs> right now. It's no. completely a hundred percent obvious that he and many of the actors in this movie had no idea what this movie really was. No. Um, 
Casper uh, Van Dien is is not your star actor. Um, he's not a very good actor. Not in this movie, at least. I will say I haven't seen him. I know he did some Beverly uh, Beverly Hills 90210 before he got on this movie. All this kind of stuff. Um, you had one guy from... Wait, uh, so what are you arguing here? Are you arguing that he could be a good actor, but you've never seen him in anything good? No, no, no. Or that I'm he's just saying, not look, a good actor? Look, I don't want to talk bad about the guy because I haven't seen him in all his stuff. And I know there are a lot of actors out there that get that get crap for their performances, but it's more up to the director because that's how the director directed them, right? But with this this performance... Between Casper Van Dien, even Dinah Meyer to a point, uh, Denise Richards, Jake Busey, probably Neil Patrick Harris, all of them, Patrick Muldoon, all of those, they 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 performed in this movie like they didn't know it was a satire. I mean, they they were kind of given their all for this military type, uh, you know, bug hunt type movie. Yeah. Um, but the actor was looking for um, unknown, or I mean, the director was looking for unknown actors, and right. I think he purposely chose people who were not very good very the, the type of people that you would see in commercials or like these these right. propaganda ads because basically the whole movie is those propaganda ads come to life well what's funny about that with you saying that too is you know which i totally agree with you on that you know but at the same time the director has come out to say to this day this is his favorite film that he's ever done at a total recall robocop you know, all these other films, you know, what, Fifth Element, too? It's probably because he's laughing because he's like, nobody gets it. You know, he's like, he's. I mean, now I will say this film has gone, uh, it's, it's gone into or under a, a revolution in the past 23 years since it's yeah. come out. A lot more people are talking about it. A lot more people have realized the things that we're talking about today. Um, and and so it's becoming it's becoming more known. Well, like the newer ones, like the newest one, I think is just an animation, isn't it? Is I don't think it's an actual with real people. I can't remember, but I, all the all the sequels that came after it, the people that made those, because Paul Verhoeven wasn't Characters involved come and back, stuff. They were know? they were not the people that were involved with the first one had nothing to do with any of the sequels because the people who made those. Again, just like most people, either didn't realize what this movie really was. It wasn't some just cheesy action movie. Or they realized what it was but went with the cheesy action anyways just because yeah. uh, we could probably make money off of this. But you know what? I guarantee you every single one of them got paid. This director is not hurt. He wasn't hurting after this film. You know, I mean, I guarantee you people were hiring him. You know, they... I. I People in Hollywood probably understood this movie. Yeah. You know, like there were other directors and things like that. They probably I understood think a lot, the movie. I think other directors, I think Macaulay Culkin is a huge, huge Starship Troopers fan, and he talks about it often and, and about how funny it is and how funny that nobody nobody acting in this is in on the joke. You know, they're yeah. just doing their cheesy acting. Yeah. And, and Paul Verhoeven. Now, saying that, I will say that Clancy Brown and Michael Ironside – um, especially Michael Ironside. Did great acting. They actually tried. They they did great acting, and it, I kind of got the sense that they knew what they were into, because you had lines yeah. where where. Uh, so so, let me explain to you what we're talking about here, because we really haven't explained you know what this movie is compared to what people see it as. So you know it is a very big bombastic dumb movie and everything, um, but you know it's 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 dumb. Um, and it has certain views that it po puts out there as far as, like, the fascism and, and everything that you're supposed to... Well, give an example of that. You know, uh, the example of that would be, you know, you cannot become a citizen unless you, you know, 
do what the government asks of you. To risk your life, you can't become a citizen. I mean, it's, it's true true fascism in that sense. Right. You know, it's, it's almost forcing people to be able to have a good life. You have to serve and, and basically risk your life, which uh, from what you'll see on this, is that, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people just died. I mean, it was like getting in line to die by these these bugs constantly. But There's like 100,000 in, in 24 hours or something. Right, right, but, right. yeah, to explain the world, um, so Earth, the Earth of this world, um, it's gone through some changes. It's obviously controlled by a fascist government. Um, it's it's uh, you have two different classes of, of people in this government. You have citizens and civilians, right? So everybody starts out as a civilian. To become a citizen, you have to have federal service, which is military service usually, um, and uh, that's the only way you can do things like vote, um, have a baby, different things like that. Everything is regulated, and you can only do certain things, or things are made easier by becoming a uh, citizen and the only way you can do that as I said is through federal service so you have the entire fascist government uh, it's one world government on the earth and the only uh, and, and they've been expanding outside of earth they've been going to different planets right so we finally get to where they've expanded to the Klandathu system uh, the planet which is the home planet of the bugs now the bugs see the humans come in as a threat they're naturally going to start fighting back yeah. right yeah. so who started it well, we did, you know. Yeah. Humans. Well, they 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 want to say that, you know, humans on the movie. Obviously, they they want to say that you know the aliens did it by you know hitting hitting rocks in there that are circling. You know, they have a asteroid, asteroid field, belt, yeah. yeah, right around their planet that they're just shooting these laser type things from one of these bugs that are shooting it out of like the plasma from their butts or something. Yeah, they're basically shooting one of these asteroids out of their belt against our planet, basically. Yeah, and and so it's it's this thing where where you know, okay we're expanding so it's not necessarily the bugs that are the bad guys we've now expanded into their their territory now there's a point during the movie you know while they're going through their training and everything that an asteroid actually comes and hits Earth takes out Buenos Aires which is the main character and all his friends that they're, they're the their home. Uh, hometown, home city, or whatever—it's completely destroyed. All their family and friends are gone, and everything. Now you never see the bugs do that. And my 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 opinion is that that our government did that to justify. Well, not so just our government, you know, mind you, because I mean, from what from what I gathered from it, you know, all these service members that were in the military, not one of them said, "Oh, well, I'm from here. I'm from here. I'm from here. I'm from here." I mean, it was it was like. It almost seemed like this was a one-world government that was the way that it was set up. You yeah, know, the military and everything else like that. Like all these people from different places, but not one of them said, "Well, I'm from you know this country or I'm from this country." I mean, it was basically what they were inferring was that everybody was part of a one-world government. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and in the movie starts out, you have propaganda videos all throughout the movie. It's kind of like you have the storyline going on, and then it stops, and then you watch like a commercial. But it's like a commercial within the 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 world of the movie and it's a propaganda commercial about what you should do and how you should do your part you know it shows you know the violence on the tv um it shows kids stomping out bugs like roaches on the ground and the mother behind them laughing hysterically like, <laughs> and, and you know i had a weird thought about that is when, when they were stomping on the bugs you know because technically you're not supposed to be able to see anything like that you know, killing of a creature on film, right? It's it's just like having money. You're not allowed to show real money on film. 
you know, it's actually illegal. Yeah. It's the same thing with the uh, bugs. You know, you kind of wonder if like it, these were CGI bugs or, uh, you know, uh, special effects bugs or something like that because it was like they were killing them. But, you know, can you really kill anything? There was a lot of guts and, and juices and stuff that were well, coming out of those. I mean, and I know bugs can be like that, but I think uh, it, it seems They very, filmed a clown coming out of a sewer. So I mean, I'm, I'm, if they can do something like that crazily. That yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it has all these propaganda videos. It talks about, you know, the, the soldier saying, I, uh, you know, I, I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. And then you got this kid, and the, he comes out in the soldier uniform with the gun. He must be like 10 years old. He's like, he's like I'm doing my part, too. And all the, all the other soldiers kind of laugh at him and everything. It's what meant, is this like again? Yeah, it's meant to kind of lull you into the propaganda and, and, and everything that goes along with it. And the unique thing about this movie of, of it being a parody is there's nothing, there's no sign that, that lets you know it's a parody, okay? So whenever you have, it's obviously presenting fascism as a good right. thing. Well, and you watch the movie trailer. If you watch the movie trailer, it doesn't show any of that, you know, the, the propaganda type right. type part of the film. You know, I mean, all it shows you is basically a sci-fi blow up, kill a bunch of bugs and, and drive a bunch of starships and shoot laser guns. You know, I mean, that's really what the trailer was about. You know, it had nothing to do with showing the propaganda. So it was kind of a weird way for or not a weird, but a kind of a cool way to get the director to to get people to come and watch this movie. And then sit down and say, Especially wait a minute, with, uh, wait a minute. this has Day, nothing yeah. to do with the trailer, where you watch Independence Day trailer, and you kind of get a gist of the movie. With well, it, you that's a, a straightforward movie. Right, right, right. But I mean, you know, for, for the most part, you, you do watch trailers trying to, trying to get a gist of the movie. Yeah. You watch this trailer, it, ha- it it won't give you a gist of the movie, because you sit down and you're like, whoa, yeah. there's a little bit of propaganda in here. Yep, and everything about this movie lulls you into not only being complacent with it, but enjoying it. So, you know, you have all the beautiful people, you know, Casper Van Dien, he's a good-looking guy, you know. Um, Dinah Meyer pa- and Denise Richards, you know, they're good-looking girl, yeah, and all this kind of stuff. So you're kind of lulled into it, and then they have also the teen drama subplot in it with these people that just graduate high school and go off to war and everything. Yeah. And so you're kind of you're you're kind of lulled into this this sense of okay, this is all normal, you know, when they when they're all in boot camp together and they're all taking a shower. I mean, that's 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 you know them taking. Uh, a, a certain aspect out of human consciousness where we know that that there's something not right about you know showering together yeah or whatever it may yeah. be because because of the 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 sexuality involved in it or whatever it may be well just i mean you but know, it just portrays it as normal right. a normal thing that they're used to you know everybody's gotten along everybody enjoys this this government and it works for them and right. they're successful and they're, everybody's happy and it's like it's a utopia well, well, if you if you remember when when they're signing up, uh, they're either signing up for the military, or they arrive at boot camp or something. I can't remember. Uh, but that guy that had no legs and an arm, and, and he was just like, you know, was, he said something, and it was just like, you know, that's oh, after they had signed up and they yeah, got yeah. their assignments. Good job, stuff. guys. You know, you you know, even though that they knew they knew that people were just going over there and dying in droves. Yeah, you know, but you know. <laughs> A lot of people, you know, I know with with me and you, we both joined the military, you know, and and we we feel like, you know, we did it for several different reasons, but we did it to serve our country. You know, I mean, that's just the way we were taught, you know, but but the thing is, is with these people, it's it's a propaganda machine. You know, I mean, they 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 it's it's like having a, a carrot at the end of the stick. You know, it's like 
Okay, if you join the military, even though 90% of you will die and die horrible deaths, you know, or lose all your limbs, you know, 90% of you guys, you know, just like that old man was saying in the trailer, you know, basically just talking about how, how, oh, it's a good thing you're serving, you know, and then he turns and you see he has no legs, no one arm, you know, and, and, oh yeah, ha 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 ha, you know, this is so funny, you know, but they know that they're going to die, but they do it anyways because that carrot at the end of the stick of becoming a a citizen you know but if you notice that they did kind of mess up because his dad and his mom were against uh <clears throat> federal service you know they they were they were really against uh him joining up and him being part of the federal they were service like the liberals of the right right but guess what they had a kid yeah, but, the, so, but remember the movie said it's easier to have a kid. And like I said before, sometimes well, it, rich some, too, so. sometimes it offers you the opportunity to get there, um, but sometimes it's it just helps you get to certain, like somebody wants to uh, go into poli- uh, politics. Yeah. One of the, the one of the girls, she wants to go into politics. It's easier to do that with federal service. I want to have a baby. It's easier to start a family with federal service and everything. And obviously the rich people... Like Johnny's family, yeah. you know, they're, uh, you know, they don't, he doesn't need to go to war. No. But he does go to war. So he that, wants that, to be a citizen, that, you know? But I mean, not only that, but I mean, that adds to the movie's seduction of you of, of yeah. hey, this guy's rich, but he still wants to do it because yeah. it's that sense of pride in military service. Yeah. You which, know what I mean? Which, which is good, you know, and I guarantee you a lot of the Nazis, you know, and stuff like that, which is, there is a little bit of um, overshadowing with that, but... You know, some of the Nazis, you know, I'm sure that, that it was the same thing, you know, it was the propaganda, you know, I mean, you see some of these older videos that, that were, that were given to these, the kids and taught in, in schools and stuff like that. Oh yes, become part of the service, you know, join the military, you know, even though that they probably deep down knew that maybe there's something wrong here, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you know, it, it's all, they have the slogans throughout, you know, kill yeah. them all. Only yeah. good bug is a dead bug mm-hmm. and different things like that. So, you know, and these characters that aren't in the advertisements at first, you know, that while they're learning to become soldiers, they, they start spouting out those same slogans. Yeah. It's all about the slogans. It's all about what you're taught, you know, all yeah. those different things. Um, I, I think, I think that the, the, the the main point of this movie is it, it is just showing what propaganda really is and what pop propaganda can actually do and 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 that you know showing us I guess in a way it was almost the evil side of it I'm not saying that I felt bad for the bugs but but like you were saying earlier you know it was you know we this government of this country or of the world decided to go attack this other world yeah you know for 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 no other reasons than you know why does any other country, uh, you know, conquer another land? You know what I yeah. mean? It's, it, it really no, you know, just put put up apartment buildings. You know what I yeah. mean? I mean, I mean things like that. But it was just the the main point of this movie is just showing you know propaganda and and the the cheesiness of it in the sense that you know people will believe you know as as long as you shine it up and make it pretty, you know, people are gonna believe it. You yeah. know, they're, they're going to really trust what you're saying. If you say it with a, a stern, you know, loud voice, they're going to they're going to really uh, believe what you're saying, you know, and, and how easily people are swayed in that sense. Yeah. And, and a lot of people could ask me as a person in the military, how can I like a movie that's so um, anti-military? And yes, this movie is anti-military. Um, it's not it's actually pro-military, but in its in its parody, it's really 
right. really making fun right. of it, and it's it's you could tell that the filmmaker is very anti-military. Um, I I I wouldn't say I'm anti-military, but I enjoy that nuance in a movie. I'm not looking at it at uh, as the military thing or defending the military or whatever. I'm looking at it as okay, how is this this movie portrayed? And it was portrayed in such a way where it was so tongue in cheek that pretty much everybody missed it and the only thing that gives away that it's a parody are these propaganda uh commercials that keep right. coming on you know um and if you're really paying attention you know you're looking at all these be- everything in the movie is meant to distract you from one the horrifying um um reality of war and the 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 complete control of the fascist government yeah. and how they're manipulating the minds of the people well and, and you can look at this movie almost not like it's a uh it's not really so much a science fiction as it, in a way that it's almost more of a a, a political war movie. You know, I mean, because I mean, yeah, you've got some science fiction with the bugs and all that other stuff, but then I mean, you know, like Neil Patrick Harris's color, uh, character is a uh, a psychic, you know, and they don't really touch on that so much. You know, besides letting him re- read the bugs' mind, they don't really, you know use that as as being fit. that's why i say that it's what it's i got out of science fiction movie what i got out of that was that they they had said it was the next stage in human evolution yeah and if you look at the nazis and the, the, they believe the aryan the aryan race was the next stage in evolution was the highest form of evolution and that the aryan race would be the next to evolve into the next form. Right. so i mean i think that with the psychic thing i was trying to think about it when we were watching it this 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 past time um that that's the only thing I can get from it is it's the next they said it's the next stage of evolution and they thought that the Aryans were basically the next stage in evolution so it was just kind of another another little point to add yeah. in it but nothing in this movie is real no. not you know you you get into the fights and the different things and you're distracted by you know or their the, acting careers yeah. no, no, that's you're real. distracted by Johnny Rico who's the main character you're just distracted by his heroic exploits he's getting on bugs and dropping bombs on them and surfing <laughs> on them and you know he climbs the rank so fast because he is just such a badass he's an idiot but he's a badass soldier right but um you know you have that so it's distract oh here's this hero and everything and then you got the subplot between him and the two girls you know dizzy and carmen and everything and carmen's subplot where you know she's she's trying to be a captain of her own ship one day and she's being distracted by this other guy uh, yeah but where where dizzy's just kind of basically she's like hey you know where johnny goes i go Pretty, yeah, pretty much, you know, and that that makes her con- content, and it really kind of makes her more of a such a simple simple character, you know. I mean, not simple in the fact that you know, you you know, it made me very sad. It it did. It made me sad watching her because I was just like, you know, this girl's been in love with him forever, right? You know, she's constantly, you know, she's a way better choice than than Carmen and my, my I mean say what agreed. you want about Denise Richards no agreed but but she's wet anyways um so she you know she's she's done all this thing and then something I caught the last because uh, I watched this movie again like a few weeks ago too um but something I caught is that um she wasn't going to do military service she got picked up to play professional what do they call it jump ball oh lingerie think, football league well it's it's like it's a football league right but uh, yeah. yeah we won't get yeah. to the nfl but you know, th- in this world it's called jump ball but it's basically indoor football yeah and um and so she she got like i i'm guessing what was like a either a scholarship or she just got hired on by a professional team because she's they're like you know oh you, did you get on with uh, rio and she's like yeah i ship out or i uh, fly out in the morning so she was going to go pro- play professional sports and make tons of money 
and have a happy life being rich, right? Excuse me. Um, and she dropped that and joined the mobile infantry, followed Rico out, and then ended up dying for it. She had followed him everywhere, everywhere he went. And then when he was going to quit, you just kind of saw it in her eyes. Like, I gave up everything to come here and follow him, and now he's leaving, and now I'm stuck in the military and everything. So you feel really sad. And then while all this is going on, everything that I'm explaining, you're really getting into that, you know, the, the kind of the love drama and everything. You're thinking, yeah. wait a minute, none of this matters. It's all a distraction. It's all the director's distraction on on getting you to connect with these characters who are nothing more than fascist people that are trying to seize control of the entire galaxy yeah. and different worlds and all this well, kind of it, stuff. It, and they're doing it in a happy-go-lucky way. And by the end of it, you're kind of like, you realize, oh, you know, if, if you're looking at it on the outside, you're like, I'm just, I've just been rooting for the last hour and a half, two hours for this fascist government who, you know, when you look at the bugs, they're probably pretty benign. Well, if you if you also understand, like Michael Ironside's uh, character, he was a teacher, right? Before he 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 was prior military, then he became a teacher, and then and then he Rat shows back, yeah, he shows back up, uh, you know, a leader of a whole squadron, and and all this, and and you know, you figure out that, you know, he's teaching this stuff in school, he's teaching this propaganda, he's teaching this. Uh, this fascism in his classroom. Yeah, when they were talking about Hiroshima, he said, Violence has resolved more conflicts than anything else. The contrary opinion that violence doesn't solve anything is merely wishful thinking at its worst. Exactly. That's like that's like the true definition of of, of communism and, and, and fascism. And fascism, you know, in the sense that Imperialism. That, yes, and all you that. use violence and strength to force people into a lifestyle that they uh, you know, normally would not choose for themselves. Yeah, you know? or, or or deny them certain liberties and certain freedoms that yes. you wouldn't you would normally have. Yes, as far as like having a baby or right. whatever it may be, voting. You know, um, well, and, and have you noticed besides you know maybe the parents and stuff like that, you know, in their own houses, things like that. You know, they'll, they'll they say you know, hey, we don't want you to live this life, this and that, but not one of them, t you know, say anything bad about the government. You yeah, know? and that's again. That's when you know that you're in a fascist, um, a fascist uh, lifestyle, a fascist uh, community. Is when when nobody will talk bad about uh, the government, and you know where where like in in you know having a, a democratic republic like we have here in the states, you know you, you get to vote in these people. These politicians, I mean, mind you, these politicians are supposed to be working for us, which that doesn't happen, but. I digress because I, I definitely don't want to get into that conversation. But but if you notice, like not one single character talks bad about the military, or or really about the uh, the government in general. You know, the parents kind of hint at it, and, and you know they don't want him joining in, and you know this and stuff, and they try to bring up stuff to him. But as you can tell, because of his teachers and things like that, and the school systems, they're they're teaching this. In well, not only that, but like in one of the little commercials, uh, there there was a murder that happened. A guy was arrested, prosecuted, uh, found guilty, and then was going to be ex all in one day and was going to be executed later that night. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, that, uh, that questions due process, but nobody seems to have a problem with it, you know, and it's being televised. Which, which shows me that because there are less freedoms, the government is trying to find forms of entertainment for people. Yeah. Um, and or, or it could be a warning. It could be a warning. It could too. be. It could be. It's just uh, it's a matter of, um, you know, these people 
don't mind watching these certain things on TV because they're in this fascist, militaristic, uh, warmongering type of society that's blissful on Earth, but crazy everywhere else. I mean, like I said, you know, they show just how everything was sunny and beautiful and nice on Earth. And then, you know, you go to war and all that kind of and, and that's under a fascist government where everything's hunky-dory and like I said you know eventually an asteroid comes and you're like well did the government do that you know you gotta you gotta wonder about those different things you know and another thing that was when, when they were talking about that quote that I just read off um it's in a conversation Dizzy says my mother always told me that violence doesn't solve anything uh the teacher said really I wonder what this uh the city founders of uh Hiroshima would have to say about that and then uh, Carmen was like, well, they wouldn't say anything. Hiroshima was destroyed. So he goes, correct. Violence has resolved more conflict than anything else. The contrary opinion that violence doesn't solve anything is merely wishful thinking at its worst. So it's talking about how uh, uh, violence and, 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 and I think he even says something about uh, um, um, voting. Voting is, is, is authority and authority is force or, uh, you know, it's uh, what's the quote? Um because my my point in in this was was to say that while while he's talking about this violence and everything and he's talking about basically their culture and their governments their society's way of thinking and how violence uh, has resolved more conflicts and that they're encouraging violence that's all happening while Rico is drawing little pictures of him and Carmen kissing so it's like it's stating it outright this is what we believe in violence but then the movie kind of kind of brushes it by because you're concentrating on the main character drawing his little picture and sending it to his girlfriend and everything like that you know what I mean yeah well it's just like you know uh, when Dizzy's quote said that you know my mother always told me that violence doesn't solve anything but if you look at her lifestyle you know I mean she's playing that football game or whatever and, and it's quite a quite of uh, it's not a violent game necessarily but it's very uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh I mean, it's hardcore, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and just like, and then she joins the military, which again, nothing but violence, you know? And so therefore, you know, it, it, it's, you could see that that older generation was trying to, uh, you know, be a little bit more freer and, and, you know, a little bit more peace rather than violence. Yeah. But then, you know, they, they, all, all they needed, you know, all a fascist uh, society needs is a target. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, all they need is a target to basically justify and to push their agenda, you know, just like with uh, the the Germans, you know, they're they're what you think of a fascist society. The Germans or the Nazis? Nazis. Okay. Excuse me on that yes. one. But uh, you know, when you when you think of fascism, you think of Nazis. You know, and and that's the Nazis just needed a target. They they chose the Jewish people. You know, with this movie, they chose the bugs. You know, and and. And, and what's the reason that they chose bugs? Do you think they probably wanted that world? Well, for, not only, but but I mean, uh, to settle it, like to the, the, the the writers, the filmmakers, the the reason they chose bugs is because bugs are so repulsive to us. Yes, right? yes. So when it's when we're invading, nobody says, "Ooh, that's a cute bug." Right. When we're so when we're invading these planets and slaughtering all these tons and tons of bugs, it's like, well, it's just bugs, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and maybe these are you know societies or, or or beings that that are a little bit obviously they're a little bit more involved. They know when people are coming from space to invade them because they shoot that stuff at them and everything. 
Um, so, so yeah, that's another piece of imagery that the filmmaker gives us to where it's like it kind of lulls us into going along with what they're doing because bugs are nasty. Bugs are gross. You don't want them. And it reminds me of that speech at the beginning of uh, Inglorious Bastards where uh, Hans Landa, I believe is his name, uh, Christoph Waltz, yeah. um, he says, you know, um, the, the 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 Jew is like the rat, you know. Um, it's it's uh, didn't he say it was like the rat where you know it hides in different places, it thinks to hide in there. But you know he's basically comparing it to to that, and that's how the Germans and we yeah. you know when we review Jojo Rabbit, you know, yeah, um, they 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 see the Jews as golems and these these creatures that are that are, um, you know offensive to look at and to yeah. think about and that's right. what you're so that's the imagery you're supposed to get when you watch this fascist uh uh military go after these bugs you're just thinking oh these are disgusting bugs they need to be killed anyways gross and, and, so and, and all it, reality, it has nothing to do with the bugs necessarily i mean it just, the bugs could have been a bunch of ponies or unicorns you right know? but they it has nothing to do with the fact that that uh, you know, they want they want to conquer that that world. They want to probably take energy. They want to probably take all kinds of things from that world. And and again, you know, a fascist society, you know, it has to have a target. Yeah, it has to have a target. It has to have something that they can use to push propaganda. And they chose the bugs in this one. So yeah, and the, and talking about the filmmakers, not necessarily this government or whatever. But the the quote that I was thinking by by Ratjack, uh, Michael Ironside's character is: "When you vote, you are exercising political authority." You're using force, and force, my friends, is violence, the supreme authority from which all other authorities are derived. So talking about, you know, voting is violence, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, what does that say? Dude, what do you think that says? You know, they're, they're talking about <clears throat> voting is violence. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a right you have, right? Yeah. They, they obviously believe in violence in this movie. Well, they believe everything is violence. You know, the, the only thing that can that can drive any kind of forces violence and 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 you know just like with voting you know it's they they feel like it's violence because you know especially if you're choosing somebody you know to to elect you or to represent you or represent a, a group of people where with a fascist society you know it's you don't really get to elect who basically you know determines your life and which way your life's going you know i mean it, that pretty much is just whoever is the strongest and who has the most backing is going to be the leader of this fascist society in that sense so. yeah yeah you know it's it's uh it, it it's it's really interesting because like i said whenever that's being said uh the kids are playing around in class they're joking around he's drawing things and his girlfriend's drawing things and all this kind of stuff so it's another distraction um, to kind of distract you from what their actual points are saying, you know, which is basically the the point of the propaganda videos yeah. and everything too. Um, did you see? I, I'm guessing they don't allow religion. Uh, did you catch at the beginning? Well, well, the the guy that plays on Walking Dead, he kind of seemed, you know, like he had that necklace, you know, with the tooth or whatever around his neck or whatever, and he just kind of seemed, I don't know. Um, it didn't wouldn't he like praying at a certain point or something like that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't I'm, think so. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I saw any kind of religion. And in fact, uh, I don't know if you, it's a, it's a quick a quick and you'll you'll miss it. But um, you know the the that population of that Earth is expanding out into the galaxy, finding different planets. And uh, there was um, there was uh, an outpost that Mormons found on some planet. Yeah. And it was close to. I guess it was sometime some 
were behind the quarantine zone and everything, and they ended up the entire they they called their fort like Fort Joe Smith or something yeah. like that for Joseph Smith. Uh, but they were they were completely slaughtered yeah. by all the bugs. Yeah. That, that was that first that first station at the beginning where yeah. you had all the dead bodies and stuff. So, you know, obviously they don't involve religion. There's just so many different things in this this movie that that shows you that nothing in this movie is real. Nothing in any movie is real, right? But nothing in this movie was meant to be like a real story. This was all a distraction, all a seduction from the 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 director Paul Verhoeven to get you to get behind to show, maybe to even to show you how easy it is to be seduced by uh, a government that's like that you know a, a propaganda machine and 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 to show you how you know you know even some germans were manipulated into this nazi cause uh, you know people ask you know the germans you know what didn't you see this coming and you know, it, it. They said no. It's it's all about the little changes. You know, taking away guns or taking away these different rights or whatever it may be. Um, and and that's the point of this movie is is it's made it, it's made to be un, uh, misunderstood. It's made for you. It's made to be. It's made to trick you into following along with this. And by the end, you're rooting for it or whatever. Even yeah. though it's cheesy action, you're kind of like, okay, what's going to happen in the adventure? What's going to happen with these these kids and stuff? And you don't realize it's this fascist, militaristic uh, government that's dominating the galaxy, that's killing all these, these, these things that maybe just want to be left alone and everything. And how you can get caught up. The whole point of the movie is how you can get caught up into it be seduced by it be tricked by it with propaganda and everything else like that and you know and how easily they don't even notice that they're just slowly getting their rights taken away slowly but surely you know but they don't even notice it you know i mean it's like again they join the military to, to basically say thank you can i have another yeah. you know what i mean oh 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 i want to have my i want to have some rights so i'm going to go join the military and do what the government tells me to Rather than you know being in a free society, a democratic you know democratic society where you know you get to vote you know for things like that you know whether or not you want to to go this way or go that way or whatever you know but it's just so easy how how people can be swayed you know and 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 then be you know thankful for it yeah and not only that but after the trauma of all the war and Dizzy had died and all these other people had died you know these these kids. They're right back into now. They're in the propaganda videos. Now they're the ones spreading it. They're as happy as can be. They're living a good life, even though they've been through all this trauma and lost of, you know. And each loss that they experience is experienced for you know five or ten seconds, and then they move on, you know. So it's it's also getting behind it by saying, you know, um, you know, the death of your friends or comrades isn't as important as the goal of this mission and everything. So, you know, yeah. there's not a lot of huge reactions when certain people die or anything like that. So, the you know, nothing in this movie is real. It's all basically, you know, the propaganda videos you saw. And some of them were, were, were copied outright from from some of the Nazi um propaganda videos like the whole uh, I'm doing my part I'm doing my part and the kids saying I'm doing my part too that's yeah. straight out of a, a, a copied straight from a, a Nazi uh, propaganda video um, you had their yeah. their flag for the, the the society of earth or whatever you know it has that eagle um, like the the uh, um, on the Nazi symbol yeah yeah um, so I mean you know there's there's just so many things nothing in this in this movie is real it's basically one of these propaganda uh, videos 
um, turned into a movie. You know, like what would these characters in this cheesy propaganda video be like in these real in these actual situations? Right. So you know, that's what I pulled from it. Um, you know, and maybe it was a little bit out of its time. You know, people are much more, I think, anti-military than they were back in in '97 and everything. Um, so maybe it was just, you know, that's why it was so misunderstood. It was out of time. But, you know, if this was made today, if this was made, you know, this year, last year, the year before, what do you, what do you think the reception – do you think people would automatically get the the satire in it? No, no, I think the problem would be is people would be confused of which side they were on in the sense that, you know, you'd get people being like, okay, no, these people are the fascists. And then these other people will look at these people and say, no, these people are the fascists, uh, you know, the fascists going back and forth calling. Basically, I think uh, nowadays people don't know their history to know that to, to be able to tell the difference. You know, I, I truly believe that nowadays people would be very confused on what side they're actually on. Yeah. And not know it. And that's, that's and a lot the of people, point of it. Yeah. You see a lot of people on Facebook, you know, expounding one view and. And then they'll get on there and be like, "Well, no, I believe this and this and this." Like, well, you yeah, don't even know what you support. It would be, it would be confusion, and I see it happen every day. You know, people are confused. Really, you know, they they say they believe one way or they're th- this type of person, but when they're the totally opposite or they're what they're going against, you know. And yeah. I, I think that that you would have that confusion nowadays, you know, with this film, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really enjoy this movie. Um, it's like I said, it's it's. It's one of these movies that's not meant to be... It's not a sci-fi action movie about killing bugs. It's a um, it's a piece of art, a film, that's meant to make you feel something that you're not supposed to. And how easy it's meant to make you feel that way. Um, and you got to have the cheesiness in there. Um, yeah. Because if you played it serious, then there would be some confusion there. It wouldn't be so obvious that... It's a parody, you know, it, it, it would be, you know, well, maybe there's some pro military behind it or whatever, but I don't know. I really enjoy this movie. Um, I, I, you know, I enjoy it for being like, an. it has, I mean, that being said, you know, as far as what this movie is about, it does have some great action set pieces, you know, when, yeah. when Rico's riding the, uh, the, the bug to, to blow it up, um, the whole out, the whiskey outpost, um, yeah part where rat jack and dizzy die um you know it has some really good action scenes and like i we mean said, they could have so saved him have you noticed that you know michael ironside like they could have saved him i mean yeah he wouldn't have legs yeah, but you like, know yeah i thought just like that, that old too. man at the beginning yeah. and he's like you know what to do you know what to do rico it's like yeah put you on the damn plane and, and wanna... take you off and and give you some robot legs you know i think he wouldn't have wanted to live no without legs. legs or something <laughs> I so, I, I'm just sorry. I'm like, okay, you know, it's not like you got stabbed through your torso. You lost your legs. That I'm sorry for you, but you can keep going, and I promise you that. You and there know. are some lines by him where he's like, nuke him. Yeah. And, uh, and where he's like, they sucked his brains out. <laughs> you know, where the, the way he's delivering these lines, because I know Michael Ironside, he can deliver some lines. The way he was delivering these lines, you're like, he has got to be in on the cheesy. Like, he knows yeah. – that and maybe he even didn't know why, but he knows he knew that this movie was going to be cheesy and, and sarcastic and satir- satiristic and all yeah. that. So, um, anyways, if you get a chance to uh, to watch it, definitely do keep in mind that uh, some movies are not what they seem to be, and you should kind of look at maybe 
you know, look outside of the character's motivation, look at the director's motivation, look at the writer's motivation. Um, you, you, I know a lot of people don't want to do that. The popcorn eaters want to sit and, and watch a movie and Enjoy just be entertained it. and everything. Yeah. But I found that even with movies that I don't really want to look into more, when I do, I get a different experience. I get something more out of it. And that's what life's all about is just yeah. getting stuff out of it. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to find us, uh, we're on Facebook at the Post Credit Podcast. We're on Instagram at the Post Credit Podcast. And you can email us or either of us at the Post Credit Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time. And throw me a bone. <laughs>